Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about none other than the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Samuel, I am very well. Uh, Actually, since the last time we spoke, I uh, drove right past Canton, Ohio. On my way to the Rugby National Championship in Cleveland. And what do I see in beautiful aqua and white? Big, awesome picture of none other than Zach Thomas as one of the entries of the Hall of Fame this year. They're preparing for it. It's already on the big building facing that I-40 or whatever road that is. And uh, it gave me chills, Sam. I was driving. Not enough time to get the phone out. But you know what? I'd rather have a mental picture of that. Uh, even if I can't make it to Canton, which I would like to, I saw it. I saw him on the wall. It's real, man. I had to pinch myself. So, uh, yeah, doing well. Dolphins off season, but you know what? Uh, we're in a lull of sports right now. It's really annoying. I watched the first like five picks of the NHL draft last Ooh. night, and my wife goes, "Are you are you watching this?" And I was like, "No, you can fucking turn this off." What the hell? I don't even know Columbus had a fucking hockey team. Like I turned it off. Yeah, it's just sports are weird right now. We need me and you. So this is great, buddy. It's going to be, be with you. Yeah, it is. And, you know, a couple of things. You had Zach Thomas outside of the car as well as Zach Thomas inside of the car as you went to rugby. So there's a nice dichotomy True. there. And then you also mentioned uh, uh, Ken and the uh, Hall of Fame induction, which is happening the first weekend in August. I have to fly to Columbus, Ohio. Funny that you'd bring them up as the uh, NHL team. I have to fly to Columbus, Ohio on August 6th uh, for something outside of sports related. And then I'm realizing, wait a minute. This is all happening on like Saturday the 5th. So like, could I actually move on, uh, move forward, move this up and actually make it over to uh, the Zach Thomas induction and maybe even go to the Hall of Fame game? I'm not quite sure, but um, looking forward to it uh, either way, if whether I'm there or I'm here on the couch, uh, I'm going to be watching it. But speaking of Columbus, it's funny they mentioned that like I said, because I'm happy to be going there. Columbus Blue Jackets are almost responsible. I think they are responsible for both of my Los Angeles Kings Stanley Cup championship runs because they traded really good players who couldn't win in that organization to the Kings. And that actually got them their 2012 and 2014 um, Stanley Cup. So thank you very much, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, but you're right. It is a lull in sports. We're a couple of weeks away from training camp opening for the Miami Dolphins as the rest of the NFL. Uh, basketball is over. Hockey is over in terms of the regular season as well as the, the playoffs. Baseball outside of the New York Yankees throwing a perfect game against a minor league version of the Oakland Athletics the other night. Nothing terribly exciting going on there. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't bet on those types of games and boring type sports because Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville, get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting on your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Imagine that just betting legally on blackjack from wherever you happen to be right on your phone there, Chris. Amazing. Well, anyway, head to the website or go to the mobile device and sign up today. Get in on the action. Remember the promo code believe B L E A V 
for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, Chris. You put in $100, you get $150. That's what Believe is doing for you. Bet online where the game starts. All right, with that out of the way here, Chris, we do have some things that we do need to talk about when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. First and foremost, uh, way back when in March, when free agency started, we talked about the fact that, well, A, we traded for Jalen Ramsey, and B, there was another move that would be potentially being made. Uh, and I mentioned at the time that it would probably happen later in the year, basically after June 1st. And I didn't allude to who it was or what position it was, but it was pretty obvious. It has been pretty obvious for a while that we were talking about Dalvin Cook, the running back, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings, now free agent, and uh, really the bell of the ball for the entire NFL. So we got to talk about the elephant in the room, which is, is Dalvin Cook coming to the Miami Dolphins. We also have some holdouts or potential holdouts and some potential extensions that do need to happen. So we need to talk about all of those players. And of course, uh, the slap heard around the world, or at least South Florida, Tyreek Hill versus a 50-plus-year-old man on a marina boating dock excursion. But first things first, Chris, Dalvin Cook, Miami Dolphins, let's get into it. What are your thoughts? Where do you stand? As of right now, it sounds like Dalvin Cook has had multiple offers from multiple teams. Um, he has turned down visits to certain teams. One of those has been confirmed to not be the Miami Dolphins. His agent has gone on local South Florida news stations and talked about how this would be a perfect fit for Dalvin Cook and how he has uh, missed the opportunity to play for his hometown in college and now the pros. Dalvin Cook was interviewed and talked about how he would be a great fit with everything there in terms of Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tunga Bailoa, Mike McDaniel. Yet he hasn't signed, Chris. There's mutual interest. There apparently is an offer on the table from the Dolphins to Dalvin Cook. Yet we still see this song and dance game of Dalvin Cook also teasing a little bit about the New York Jets. New York Jets players actively recruiting him. People thinking that he's going to the New York Jets as well as other places. Where do you sit? Where do you stand? Where are you with Dalvin Cook and the Miami Dolphins? So, Sam, if it wasn't June 29th, I'd be a little bit more worried. Um, Hopkins is doing the same thing. As far as how I feel about Dalvin Cook, the last four years, he's topped over a thousand yards rushing and 4.4 yards per carrier better every single season. Something that Miami Dolphins haven't seen since Ronnie Brown. I mean, I, maybe, maybe Ricky Williams. Uh, I mean, honestly, when the last time we had a thousand yard rusher or like close to it was, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick was our leading rusher a couple of years ago. So if you're asking me, do what would I like to add Dalvin Cook? Absolutely. Um, still 27, even in running back years, it's not that old. He's a couple years away. So I wouldn't want a four year deal with guaranteed money, anything like that. Um, but Dalvin's playing this smart man. Training camp hasn't even started yet. Yes. He would like to go join the Miami dolphins and play there. Uh, but he's going to have to share the wealth with Ty Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle and all these guys. What if Saquon Barkley knock on wood goes down? What if a team, you know, has a running back that where he's going and he's the bell of the ball, as you mentioned, and the starter. I think him and Hopkins are doing the same thing. I think they're kind of letting people bet against each other and kind of holding out until training camp starts, see if there's any early injuries to a veteran, and then uh, make their decision then. I honestly think we're the top pick. He, it's been the rumor for a very long time, and where there's smoke, there's fire. Would I be happy? Yes. Do I think he's a Miami Dolphin? I'd say 70%. 60 70% that it's going to happen, but you never know what's going to happen. Anybody, anything can happen. Uh, I said happen a lot uh, just then, but yeah, would I like Dalvin Cook in Miami? Check the box for yes. Do I think he's going to be a Dolphin? Yes. And then is he going to be? Who knows? We'll find out. 
Yeah, I think at this point, the best way I can put this is that the Miami Dolphins don't need Dalvin Cook to win games and get into the playoffs, but they might need Dalvin Cook to win playoff games and get into the Super Bowl. And how much is that worth? That investment, those millions of dollars that Dalvin is looking for, there's obviously a gap between what Chris Greer and the Miami Dolphins want to pay the running back position and what Dalvin Cook feels he's worth, worth. And he's not the only one, by the way. A lot of running backs have come out recently and just said it's the worst position to play in the NFL from a payment standpoint, from a you know body standpoint in terms of getting beat up. But I'll say this, Dalvin Cook, 27, 28 years old, he will never get another contract as large as the next one he's about to sign. It's just the nature of the beast when it comes to the NFL, the running back position, and the finances involved with both of those things intersecting. So Dalvin Cook taking his time to survey his options, to understand where the greatest need is for not only his talents, but for where he can get the most money. I respect it. I'm yeah. not upset about it. I don't want him to go to the Jets. I want him to come to the Miami Dolphins, but I understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. He's playing it well. This is his free agency. He's the best player available at any position right now. He's in the prime of his you know, athletic career. Go get your paper as much as you possibly can. Now, the Miami Dolphins are only going to pay so much. Whether he comes off of that or they come off of that a little bit to make magic happen, we'll find out. Uh, but I agree with you. I think he wants to play in Miami. I think Miami wants him here. I mean, the fact that the reports are that they've already offered him a contract goes to tell you that they do have interest. Uh, it's also very interesting because when you look at this, you have Raheem Mostert, who's 31 years old. You have uh, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., who I think signed a two-year contract as well. There isn't a lot of long-term investment other than the rookie, Devin Chain, that they uh, uh, that they just drafted in this position. So when you look at next year and you look at the Miami Dolphins cap situation, spending more money right now seems like the wrong idea because you have to pay the piper starting next year. They're like projected to be $45 million over the cap next year, Chris. But you can easily part ways with a few people and get that number back down. Two of those people are two people I already mentioned, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. Yes, they signed multi-year contracts, quote unquote, but really the cap savings that they get after this season, being the Miami Dolphins, those are one-year contracts for Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. So you can come off those contracts. If you wanted to get Dalvin in here and you make a pact that says, look, we know you're here for the next two or three years. We're going to pay you for the next two or three years. We're all in to try to win a championship with this team and this roster with a quarterback on a rookie contract. I could see them doing it. It's going to be a short-term deal if they do sign Dalvin Cook. One, two, maybe three years max before they're going to say, okay, thank you very much. It worked or thank you very much. It did not work, but we tried and move on. Yeah, there's no way they're going to pay him into his 30s. Uh, no. That's just that's just the magic number when it comes to running back. It's honestly one of the reasons why I have had very strong conversations with my son who plays and excels at both running back and linebacker uh, and soon to be probably safety if he keeps growing the way he is. Um, he has a better chance and more longevity of a career. If he stays on the defensive side of the ball, as opposed to running back, it's just the wear and tear, the absolute brutal job that it entails. Even when you're not running the ball, you're probably blocking somebody, Yeah, you know, a, a full on speed blitzer at middle linebacker coming at you that you have to try to stonewall. It's a tough position. It really is. And they're, and they're, they're a diamond dozen. Sam a coworker and I were talking at work the other day. And I want to ask you this. When's the last time a team won the Super Bowl, starting from this previous, this previous season uh, going backwards that had a absolute bell cow number one running back that had over a 
1300 yards rushing or so arbitrary number just a stud running back i i can't think of any i'm sure it's there i'm sure somebody right now knows exactly who it is i do not i mean the I'm, eagles chiefs tampa maybe Fournette, but he split carries i don't know if he had a thousand yards you know uh the chiefs always have like a three three backfield guys pacheco and damian williams they got from us of course um it's just not a position it's not 1993 anymore where you need jerome bettis to give you 35 40 carries a game that's just not the nfl yeah. currently so i can see where Dellen cook is waiting to get paid it's his last opportunity and i can see where we're not like you know jumping at the bit to get him in here we can run with gaskins ahmed Achain, and uh wilson and moster if we needed to i mean one of those guys aren't making the final roster but I mean, most you can't count on to stay healthy all season. He just never has been able to do so. He's older, like you said. Wilson was okay. I mean, he did good. Mike McDaniel admitted he needed to run more. Gaskin and Ahmed completely can be gone, and I wouldn't yeah. bat an eye. Excited to see what the rookie from Texas A&M, Chain does. If I'm saying that name right, I'm sure I'm not. We never do here in Perfectville. But, yeah, bring Delvin Cook in or don't. We're not like – like you said – that's going to help us in the playoffs, maybe win a game or two. Uh, as far as going 10 and 7, 11 and 6, th- that's why he's still a free agent at this point. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think the Miami Dolphins need him to win games in the regular season, but they do need him and the threat of him, I think, in the postseason um, to go further than they have uh, recently, right? When they have made the postseason. I'll say it this way it's not the end of the world if the Miami Dolphins don't sign. Right. Cook, but do I want him on the team? Absolutely. Would yes. I cheer up and down and like basically brag to all my friends that we have probably the most talented running back and wide receiver uh, areas? Absolutely, I would. I want him on the team. I really would be somewhat disappointed if he doesn't, but I would also understand why he didn't come to the Miami Dolphins. Again, Miami Dolphins have a lot of running backs. They have a great play caller and scheme maker when it comes to Mike McDaniel. They have two amazing wide receiving weapons. It would just be a lot of fun to have Tom Cook added to that, you know, embarrassment of Richards. I also think it does make you uh, not only a contender against the Buffalo Bills and the AFC East, I think it almost makes you the favorite. And then also on top of that, I think it makes you one of the top three teams in the AFC along with the Chiefs and the Bengals uh, for Super Bowl territorial pissing rights, if you will. So uh, that is what I do think Dalvin Cook does bring to the team. Hopefully it makes sense that they can put it all together and he can be here. Uh, Here's the other thing. He had his first healthy season last year. He is one of those guys that gets banged up and loses a couple of games every single year, just like Raheem Mostert, just like Jeff Wilson. I hope, I really hope that if you bring in Dalvin Cook, part of that plan is to keep those other two that I just talked about, at least for this first year, because at some point you're going to need to rotate people in and rotate people out. And Dalvin Cook has a special talent uh, when it comes to not only running the ball in between the tackles, but getting that short yardage, you know, dirty, grimy one, two, three yards that you need. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield. He can also block to your point. So he's very much more of that all around running back, something like we haven't seen since maybe a Ronnie Brown or even a Ricky Williams. Um, so he does bring more talent with him, but uh, you, you have to, if you imagine having Dalvin cook and then being like, you know what, he can take the next series off and it's totally fine. Cause we have the speed demon and Raheem Mostert and, Oh, you know what? We need three yards. Go get Jeff Wilson. Who's an angry runner and will knock somebody down. Even if he doesn't get those three yards, he's going to make somebody pay and earn to stop him. I mean, he's all of those great elements of Raheem and Jeff Wilson into one player, but you also have those other elements there. So, I mean, it's not quite a three headed monster, but, Pretty damn close. Well, and it's one of those things as a defense, he leaves the field normally. You're like, oh, good. Thank God a break. And then 
the fastest guy on the field comes in <laughs> most or, or Wilson that can take your lunch money comes in. So yeah, it, it's a strategic advantage as well for the Miami Dolphins that can just switch these guys in and out and do two backs formations, things like that. You stole what I was going to say too, which is fine and perfectly on par and uh, what, what we do here at Perfectville, but yeah, he can catch the ball out of the backfield too. And that's something that Mike McDaniel can really utilize that Tua has taken advantage of in broken plays and scramble uh, chaos situations where there's breakdowns with the, in the, in the pocket and where he can just really be dangerous. Uh, two other reasons for you, Sam, why Dalvin cook needs to be in Miami Dolphin one, very easy to pronounce last name. <laughs> Cook. Cook. Very easy. Two. I like that. Really, really spices up the fantasy football names for this season because mm. there's a lot you can do with Dalvin Cook. So, uh, really hoping that happens. That's the two perfectville <laughs> reasons for me. Uh, easy to pronounce fantasy football names. Oh, yeah. And wins too. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. That alone. Oh, yeah, winning and you know having the championship and the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, those are secondary to easy-to-pronounce names and the ability to have uh, a really good fantasy football team name. Yes, Chris, you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, yeah. So this is the perfect uh, avenue for this, and I'm, I'm hoping our listeners, three that are left, uh, will t- tweet, <laughs> tweet us their answers. <laughs> Someone at work the other day said, uh, Dolphins are either going to continue this sports curse that's happened mm. or end it. And that would be FAU, FIU. No, I'm sorry, FAU Miami. I'm wearing their hat. You think FAU Miami, Final Four, lose, right? Florida Gators, College World Series, lose. Miami Heat. NBA Finals lose. Florida Panthers, NHL Finals lose. Miami Dolphins, Super Bowl win. Sam, somebody mentioned that to me, and I had to ask you. This is a question for you and the three left. <laughs> Would you rather lose the AFC Championship game and not even go to the Super Bowl, or lose the Super Bowl? Because I, I don't even. I, I I'd be on suicide watch. I don't know what I'd do. And I know that sounds spoiled because I'm 36 and have not even seen the Miami Dolphins in a Super Bowl. I've not even been breathing on this earth when they were in that game. We haven't won since 73. But Sam, I don't know if I could take it. The whole nation watching us lose the biggest game. I I, I know that's sounding greedy at this point. Um, we haven't won a playoff game since I was in middle school. But that's a tough one, man. It, it is a tough one, and, and it depends on how you lose, I think. So uh, here's here's my thought process. Every time you can get to a Super Bowl, the answer is you're going to the Super Bowl. You don't lose in the semifinals, right? But to that point, I do remember as a kid losing at home in the AFC Championship game to the Buffalo Bills, and it was devastating to me as a young doll fan. But then the Buffalo Bills went on to meet the Dallas Cowboys, and we all know what happened there. The Buffalo Bills became the Buffalo Jills real quick. The Cowboys shot that Buffalo dick off right away. Did they lose? You right I, don't, now, I don't. I don't remember. Oh, How many did they lose? I don't remember. By all of it, they lost by that much. And my problem, my my <laughs> point on that is, I'm pretty sure the Dolphins would have lost by all of it as well. The Cowboy team was unbeatable at that point. So. I'm kind of okay because no one really remembers who the Bills beat to get to that Super Bowl, but they do remember the Bills losing that Super Bowl. So long-term, it probably would make more sense to be the loser that nobody remembers versus the loser that everyone remembers. But as a fan who's now into his 40s and has never seen the Miami Dolphins make a Super Bowl, they were I was one the last time they made it. Um, 
I would prefer them go, to go to the Super Bowl and just roll the dice. I think it would be my answer on that. Yeah, same here. I was thinking about it more at first. I'm like, oh, no way. I can't imagine that. But then I'm like, first of all, that's what three, depending if we have a bye week, three, four weeks extra of football yes. and, and winning football. So Correct. obviously we'd be winning. And then you got that, like, what, two week lull from the AFC championship to the Super Bowl where all the sports world is talking about our Miami Dolphins. And it's mostly positive. It's interesting things. It, it, I would absolutely, uh, like you said, roll the dice. Anybody, they all got to play the game, you know, any given Sunday. So uh, get to the big game. I'm okay with it. And getting to that big game, like we both talked about, Dalvin Cook could be a huge part of that. So last word, last opinion, gun to your head. Bottom line, is Dalvin Cook playing for the Miami Dolphins in the 2023-2024 season? Yes or no? Yes, Delvin Cook will be a Miami Dolphin this season. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. It's the wrong Chris to answer that question. Chris Greer needs to answer that question, not Chris Cullen. However, Chris Cullen says, yes, he will be. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go, maybe. It's a possibility. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <There> you <laughs> riveting, <go. laughs> riveting insight from you. <laughs> I think uh, I think, I think, think it's a yes. I think uh, if, he, if, if he had an offer on the table that was – wowing him in terms of dollars and cents right now because apparently he's got multiple offers which could be agent speak he would have signed it by now um put it, regardless put it this way i i don't think he's doing what free agents have done in the past and using us for leverage i think it's absolutely genuine he wants to play for the miami dolphins i do not think it's a leverage piece so oh i agree i i can i can say that with most certainty i also just want to see at least once where Tua Tungavailoa is in the shotgun, and he's got Dalvin Cook to the left of him, and he's got Tyreek flanked out. He's got Jalen Waddle flanked out, and then all of a sudden you put Dalvin Cook in motion into the slot, Jesus. and here comes Braxton Berrios on a on a freaking <laughs> like you know motion play after uh, Dalvin Cook is set, of course, so we don't have an illegal shift. And then uh, what do you do as a defense at that point? Because anybody could come and take the ball from Tua. Or anybody can get thrown the ball from two in that regard. And I'm like, I don't know what you do. Like you just, you know, Chris is, if you're not watching, Chris just did the timeout signal. That's what you do on defense. Okay, let's talk about this. I agree. Yeah, that would be difficult as a defensive coach, a former defensive player myself. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of shit you dream of as an offense where you just, the options are, and you know, two is the type of quarterback, he, he makes the right decision most of those times and lets things come to him. So that would be uh, just, exceptional if that worked out that way um also over under um over under 70 percent sam he br- he brings back 33 because there really hasn't been a significant 33 on my favorite football team and that is my favorite number yes cream abdul wore it um daniel jones wore it, right is that his name, Dana Jones? Did, I don't know. Remember him from yeah. Syracuse, if I remember right? Uh, Rob Conrad was 32, I he think. Was, no, he was 44. 44. That's right. Rob that's Conrad right. was 44. Yeah. Um, the reason I think that is because I was 33. My buddy Mike was 44, and we were the Bash Brothers. And I remember Rob Conrad for that. Uh, yeah, there hasn't really been a legit 33 on the Miami Dolphins. I know Dalvin started with that in Minnesota, switched. Um, and I don't think it's available. Maybe some random DB has it right now. So he would definitely get it. Um, well, yeah. he's going to get four too. I think what, like the kicker or the punter has number four right now. I mean, as soon as Dalvin signs with the Miami Dolphins, he's like, give me whatever number outside of one. 
that he wanted. But uh, Deion Dyer was a fullback. Nate Jones and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, to your point, all were 33. Those are the names that uh, I can look up right now. And But it's not really a, a great number. It's kind of like 19 for the Miami Dolphins. It's not one that has a stellar you know, amount of history behind it. Correct. And that's why I want him to make it history because I'd love to own one because that literally is mine and Zachary's number in high school. So that would be really, that'd be really cool. Yeah, it would be. Uh, all right. Well, moving on from, by the way, the smart ass in me is like, oh, what do you do when Dalvin Cook goes in motion and Braxton Berrios is coming into the backfield and you've got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill? What do you do if you're the defense? Oh, you just run past the right tackle and sack to it like you always do. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't say that. I just thought that, Chris. Nobody knows other than you and I. Uh, and the four people that are listening to this right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on from Dalvin Cook, because it's very possible that the Miami Dolphins can't sign Dalvin Cook, won't sign Dalvin Cook, but they do have to sign some other people. Uh, most notably, Christian Wilkins is the man of the hour. He's in-house. He's under contract for one more year, Chris, and then he's going to be a free agent. So everyone's been clamoring for Christian Wilkins to get that bag, get the extension. If you look at the defensive tackles around the league, the defensive ends, there's a lot of money being invested in that defensive line, and he has the stats. He has the talent. He's that guy that's probably going to get a big amount of money at some point. However, He's not the only defensive tackle, and he's not the only player for the Miami Dolphins that's looking for more money. Zach Sealer, his running mate on the defensive line, is also looking for a contract extension. He's also looking for more money. And oh, by the way, the talented guard turned center last year, Connor Williams, is uh, somewhat of a holdout, possible holdout for training camp as well. He's looking for more money as he goes into the second and final year of his contract that he signed last offseason. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Connor Williams, paramount to our success in the middle of both the offensive and defensive lines here, Chris. Let's talk about it. Uh, who is the first one that needs to be signed? Who is the most important of that trio? Uh, who is the least important? And uh, are you annoyed? Are you unhappy? Are you okay with where everybody's at with those three? I might surprise some people here. I think the most important person to sign right now is Zach Sealer. Hmm. And I love, love Christian Wilkins. Love, 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 love him. He has to be a Dolphin for life. But Zach Sealer is the type that you can sign first before Wilkins, and he doesn't have that contract, and his agent has, doesn't have that contract. Obviously, he doesn't produce at the level of Christian Wilkins, but it's going to be it's going to be a big number. And I, I honestly would rather him signed first, a for that for just a strategic point, but also to show our mid-level guys, the Van Ginkles, the uh, the Jerome Bakers, the Brandon Joneses, that, hey, man, we you you produce for us. We're going to make, make you whole. We're going to make you whole. And Zach Sealer has been super fucking underrated. He went from being random white 92 on this show yep. to one of my favorite players on the Miami Dolphins. That guy is a fucking motor he goes hard every time he's in the game. He's a fucking problem in the pass and against the run. That's a guy you want on your team. He's a foundation block. He's somebody that we don't have to necessarily overpay. I don't think he's going to be. I, I, I don't think he's hugely known outside the Miami Dolphins franchise and fan base. I'm sure opponents in the division think otherwise, like God Chow kind of was when he went to New England. But Sealer's different. Sealer's different. Gotchow had a real big uh, thought process. He's a higher draft pick. Sealer, man, that guy just puts in the work. I'd love to just make him whole, pay him. And then I honestly think that helps Wilkins because 
there's no way he doesn't like playing next to that guy. And knowing if he comes off the field for a breather, there's not going to be a huge drop in uh, production when Sealer comes in. And as a competitor, you that's what you want. You want that yeah. behind you and next to you. So I, I think it helps both of those, two of those three. Connor Williams can get fucked. I, I mean, he moved. I mean, I, I like him, but we can find uh, find a center somewhere else or whatever. I'm, I'm not saying he's bad, but you asked me to put it in order, and he's sure. my third. Yeah, and I'm annoyed by Connor Williams in that regard. I understand what he's doing. I mean, it's no different than Dalvin and these other guys, but I'm kind of like, you know what? Just put Dan Feeney in there. We signed Dan Feeney, put ugly Dan Feeney up at center and let Connor Williams sit on the sidelines and sweat. Hideous. Put Liam Eikenberg, who apparently in uh, OTAs had, you know, looked really, really good. And if he can come along, then thank God. But here's the other thing. Uh, Zach Sealer to me, I, I obviously Zach Sealer is a fantastic player, but I'm wondering if he's more of like a Mariano Rivera, if I could use a pitcher's analogy and not... Nolan Ryan. And what I mean by that is if we were to have Zach Sealer on the field more often than we do currently, would he be as productive or has he been used? Basically, have we maximized his potential using him in spot areas as a rotational piece? If you put him in there as often as Kristen Wilkins is in there, is he as productive? I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Here's the other thing. Uh, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, both on defensive line. We have a new defensive coordinator with a new defensive scheme who's already come out and said we need to go get more talent. So I am curious, having the consistency on the offensive side of the ball, Connor Williams being one of maybe three pieces on the offensive line that has played very, very well within the system and with having a brand new system for our defensive uh, side of the ball, including the defensive tackles and defensive ends out there, does it make sense to extend the guy who's in the system that's already been proven versus Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer who haven't played in a Vic Fangio system. So do we let them write it out and see if they're actually good in this new system, Chris? Or do you sign them now and hedge your bet that, yes, they're going to be good in a Vic Fangio system and it's cheaper to sign them right now than it will be a year from now? I think either way, no matter how you slice it, Part of this is tied into the Dalvin Cook conversation, too. I don't know that you can have one without the other. We probably need to figure out these three and anybody else who might be looking for more money to understand what we need to do with Dalvin Cook in terms of that money if we have more money to spend. But to me, I just look at this and go, well, Connor Williams has performed well in a system that's in place on the offensive side of the ball. Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, I'm pretty sure, can play in any system, but they haven't performed in Vic Fangio's system yet. You got a new defensive coordinator, a new defensive scheme that does impact what your responsibilities are as a defensive lineman. Maybe I wait. Maybe I get Connor Williams because he's cheaper as an offensive center, and I wait this out to the end of the year to see if Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer can perform to the level that they have previously performed at in this new system. So the risk with that, Sam, is you wait. And they would have accepted five million a year, and then Wilkins blows it the fuck up. He's all pro, and Vangio just unlocks this even deeper, bigger monster. And now he wants nine million a year. He wants ten million a year, yeah. where we could have had him locked up for three and five. So there, I see but what you're, you're not saying. Getting, there is a you're not getting Wilkins for five, by the way. I mean, just oh, I'm just using comps. that arbitrary number, the, yeah. the difference. But yeah, absolutely not getting five. No, no. But uh, I mean, there's always you know. What's to say you can't do it in the middle of the season and go, okay, he's proving it. Lock him up right now. <laughs> and then you say, Jerome Baker, thank you for everything. Bye-bye. Because -bye, we need to save $10 million a year. Um, I just, you know, from a talent perspective, it's hard to beat Christian Wilkins. I think he brings so much to the table in terms of being a glue guy, a locker room guy. 
you know, somebody that keeps it light, keeps it fresh. He's funny. I mean, the NFL is tweeting out highlights of a defensive tackle scoring touchdowns and just being mic'd up because he's that good. I mean, he's just good for business. So if I'm being realistic, I probably want Christian Wilkins on the team before the other two. I'm just from a practical standpoint, maybe you get Connor Williams cheaper on some level than the others because he's only done one season, but you do know he works in the system and you move on from there. I don't know. Either way, I'm somewhat annoyed at Connor Williams for holding out after one season. I'll, I'll put it that way. I understand Zach Sealer, who's not holding out, by the way. He just says, hey, I'd like a new contract. And of course, Christian Wilkins has earned it over the last four years. I just want Sealer to get paid because he lives in a fucking camper like at training camp. That's so fucking cool. That's the most random white 92 thing of all time. He just like comes out fucking stretches and like takes three steps and he's into the training facility. Like it's the coolest fucking thing. The, the camper needs new tires. Chris Greer yeah. get Zach sealer that contract. I agree. The motion detectors keep going off at like three in the morning. They don't know why it's just Zach sealer emptying the, uh, the sewage tank of his uh, <laughs> RV <laughs> just causing the motion sensors go. Sorry guys. That's me. I, I'll put my code in. Sorry. It's just, like it's that, just uh, Zach sealer that lives on campus. Like that, like that Baker Mayfield thing where uh, he was living yeah. inside the Cleveland arena. Which, by the way, super underrated commercial. I thought those were great. The one with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Alice Cooper, phenomenal. Especially when he brings on the boots and he's like, you sure these aren't yours? And Baker Mayfield's like, yeah, those aren't mine. Yeah. <laughs> like really no, those, are, those are pretty good. It's just, uh, you know, it was kind of annoying that the Browns were getting all this press after one good season, decent season, not even good season, but uh, I digress. The commercials were good. Hall of Fame worthy. Uh Speaking of Hall of Fame, we have a wide receiver named Tyreek Hill who is probably going into the Hall of Fame, Chris, uh, following Zach Thomas years and years and years from now when he stops playing. But there is possibly a chance that he stops playing for a couple games this season because uh, it's out there, man. And you were telling me there's video of it now, but uh, Tyreek Hill slaps a 50-plus-year-old man on the marina somewhere in uh, around Father's Day and then offers him reportedly $200. Uh, the man had to run away and cower after getting hit by Tyreek Hill because he quote unquote feared for his life. Um, you're telling me there's now a video that might be released. Um, looks like charges are still, they're still investigating whether charges are going to be pressed or not. Um, what do you make of this whole thing with Tyreek Hill, man? It's just, uh, I have my opinions, but I want to hear yours first. It's a story that we thought was going away uh, with a little payout. And supposedly it was a little, stepdad a stop fucking around type of slap to the head nothing like actually egregious that's felonous that's gonna knock him out um but then i guess the guy found out that there was footage and is like uno reverse card my lawyer will be speaking with you soon and now he's pressing charges if it looked worse than it actually was we don't know but what are you doing guy like i mean just this is the same shit that happens every year to every team where I don't care if it's not a misdemeanor and not that big of a deal. You didn't hit them that hard. You are held to a different standard because of your status, because of your persona, because of your reach of superstardom where you do anything like this and they're going to take it an inch and make it a mile and you can't do it, especially when, you had an amazing season last year. All things are pointing to an even better year, knock on wood, for the Dolphins. Why fuck it up? Why? To slap a guy in a marina, like grow up, Peter Pan. This is just it, it just it's frustrating, Sam, as as a an adult 
knows how to fucking hold their goddamn anger and control it. And just to see this shit constantly happen. And the fact that we have to have to talk about it is yeah. ridiculous. And, and, and let's also just mention $200. <laughs> are, we, are we fucking kidding me? That'd be like me running over someone's foot and be like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's not get insurance involved Would this Abraham Lincoln $5 bill make things better no it wouldn't it's five dollars it's 200 bucks you have a fucking rolex on that's worth two of my mortgages and you want to offer me 200 bucks just slap in the face <laughs> pun intended uh, yeah i mean <laughs> the 200 part is like hilarious like ah uh, here here's 200 please go away because i slapped you it's like come on throw at least another zero on there make it a respectful amount of like two thousand per slap uh, it probably goes away if you give them 2004 too. But yeah, there's there's a number of things here. Number one, somebody pointed out, I don't know who it was, but it was a tweet. So I'm going to go ahead and crown it an elite tweet. Um, Tyreek Hill pulling the don't you know who I am card on a marina in Miami. Uh, like this guy who's working there hasn't seen billionaires and gajillionaires walking through this area. Tyreek Hill is basically a $200 version of a celebrity in the grand scheme of things in a Miami Miami. Uh, marina right number two it sounds like he just went onto a boat that he wasn't supposed to be on and you can't do that tyreek hill like i'm sorry that's offsides that's false start you can't do those types of things no matter who you are and who you think you are within the town of miami i mean i just it's hard to defend tyreek hill uh, what i hope happens is the guy just says all right look he hit me it sucked um you know I'm a Dolphins fan myself. Please don't suspend them. Give them a fine and move on. There. That's what the fan in me says. But the the human being being in me says, dude, you're stupid. Don't do that. And I hope you get something thrown your way other than a football that, that makes you learn your lesson that you can't do it. Uh, another funny thing, this actually came from, from a friend of mine who says, well, at least he's not hitting his own family this time. And uh, I thought that was kind of harsh, but at the same time, fair. Um, look, Tyreek Hill has been on uh, a honeymoon with the Miami Dolphins and the fan base for really since he was traded here. Uh, he's said everything right. He's done everything right with regards to uh, on the field and even off the field. Uh, he's funny. He's uh, one of those guys that raises the profile of the Miami Dolphins in general because of his play and his personality. On some level, you understand and you have to accept that there are these other things about him that you're going to have to take with it. But that aside, you can't hit anybody. You can't hit a 55-year-old dude who told you, don't go on that boat that you're not supposed to be on in the first place. And then when you do hit him, offer him a pitiful $200. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just smacks of elitism and you know, I'm better than you. And it's it's... It's kind of gross if I'm if I'm being honest. Chad Ochocinco tips more at Chipotle than two hundred dollars for slapping someone and possibly thwarting a criminal investigation. Just do better, Tyreek. Don't yeah, slap do fifty-five-year-old men. And if you do, shut them up with a little bit more than two hundred bucks. You fucking millionaire, yeah. Jesus Christ! Don't make it worse by being insulting with your amount of money that you give him. I mean, you count like for forty-six million against the cap starting next year. He like, probably gave him like all fives too, and was just like, "Here you go," and dropped it on the pier like an asshole. Like, uh, you know, well, we'll find out. Apparently, yeah. this video. I mean, and that's going to be the damning part here, Chris. Is that like if you hear that he slapped somebody? And he offered him $200 and he's being a jerk. And we all agree that that's the case, but then you see it and then you can actually actualize what happened. And if it's like a rear back, hit him from behind when he's not paying attention kind of thing, um, 
it's going to be worse and the visual will actually lead to a suspension if it's something like that like you said I, i'm going to withhold judgment on that part until i see it but um very much like we talked about with dalvin cook earlier what's your thought man it, uh, do we have tyree kill sitting down for a game or two or more because of this incident or not Part of me wants to say no. It sounded like it was kind of ridiculous and the guy's money chasing at this point with video evidence now coming to light. But another part of me says it's the Dolphins and Roger Goodell has a fucking heart on for punishing this goddamn team uh, for you know eating fucking lobster with Tom Brady. He's about to retire anyway and take a first round pick for it. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. seemed like the punishment didn't fit the crime, in my opinion. But uh you know, because Stephen Ross can create a fucking troll account and DM Tom Brady and be like, Brent Blink twice. He's fucking but he's from Michigan. He can find a kind of, you know, his WhatsApp or something or snap him, like whatever. So, yeah, part of me thinks it's ridiculous. Hopefully, the public opinion is not all anti dolphin if the video is a little bit worse than what we assume. But then part of me is like, it's the dolphins. Everything's going right so far. So, fuck it. No Tyreek Hill for four weeks. It's probably what happens. I don't know that it's four weeks, but again, it probably depends on that visual. But I could see him sitting down for the, for the season opener. Uh, you know, something along those lines. I mean, uh, maybe two games and then he appeals and gets it down to one or something like that. But it's all going to come down to the visual. I mean, it always does. Yep. And uh, I, I hope that it's 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 not as bad as, you know, it, it could potentially be. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I don't know. I shouldn't be laughing because, you know, it is assault. But uh, $200 is just the most amazing thing to me. I mean, you know, credit to Tyreek. Maybe he could be in a, a front uh, front office executive one day. I mean, he's lowballing what his assault charge would be. I mean, maybe he could uh, ne- maybe he can negotiate with Connor Williams, Zach Sealer, and Christian Wilkins and get those numbers <laughs> down based on uh, how he negotiated out of this slap fest. That makes me feel like it wasn't crazy. I mean, if he, like, reared back and Ray Rice the guy, I feel like he'd have been like, fuck, uh you know, you want your kid to have an inheritance, like something like that. Like the shuttle 200 bucks makes me feel like he barely did anything. And was like, here, shut the fuck up, man. And just threw him two bills. And the guy was like, oh yeah, sounds good. Tyreek. And then wait, there's video. I could get more of this. And you yeah. know, every lawyer in Miami reached out to him, the this fucking Marina Mick to try to get this taken care of and take advantage of the situation and everything. It's, it's the off season. I mean, what are we going to do? It gives us something to talk about. Like we've said before, Sam could be our catchphrase. It's always the Miami Dolphins. There's no slow news period. There's always something, right? I mean, it's just always something good, bad, or otherwise there's always something to talk about with the Miami Dolphins. And uh, that is going to be the theme going forward here. Cause we are about to enter the early July period, which means I believe July 18th, somewhere in there. Uh, we'll see the team out there at training camp. It's happening here, Chris. We're a couple of weeks away from training camp actually happening, seeing pads on, seeing this team out there looking like we want them to look. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. Tua Tungavailoa is still throwing the ball everywhere. That guy's become just the absolute leader. And I think even more than Tyree Hill at this point, I think Tua Tungavailoa oh, yeah. is the oh, yeah. team leader uh, for the Miami Dolphins in terms of players, it's uh, it's it's about that time. It smells like football. It sure does. Um, it's coming up. It's getting hot around where I am. Um, everybody's kind of chomping at the bit for it because there's not really much else going on but baseball. So it, it's going to be here before we know it. I think the heat going to the finals helped me uh, in this offseason. It not feel as long because I had something to do extended for a long period of time other than when we got a gentleman sweep in the finals. But uh, I'm sitting here now, and I'm like, July, Saturday, we're we're almost there, man. Hall of Fame game at uh, beginning August, like you mentioned. So 
it's right around the corner, buddy. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, uh, you talk about getting hot. It's been very mild here in California all season, uh, really all year long. But it's uh, it's about to hit triple digits this weekend. July 1st, all of a sudden, it's going to be 100 degrees. So uh, the sun is out. We got to get the guns out. And uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, congrats on the heat to getting to the finals. My Lakers didn't even have a gentleman's sweep. We just had a sweep uh, in, the, in the Western Conference finals. So I was all excited about the Lakers making it. All of a sudden, like I blinked and I'm like, well, basketball's over for me. I guess I'll root for the heat. But uh, it didn't work out. I had two losing series in a row against the Nuggets. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, oh, Nuggets well. or something well, else, man. It was, it, it was their year. It, it yeah, was their year for a nothing while. Nothing you could do about it. I mean, it's. It, I know that we all in the heat of the battle talk about people flopping and cheating and all this other stuff. But, I mean, Joker is no joke. That guy is – you know what I like about him? Not to turn this into a boring basketball podcast. I like that he just doesn't care that his team won uh, the NBA championship. He's kind of like, I need to get home to, like, raise my camels. Like, the dude just – He's like, yeah, I don't have time for a parade. I got, I got a, you know, a clog fest to get to. I, I kind of <laughs> dig that about him, you know. Yeah, he. Everybody else is celebrating. He's like picked out every single Heat player to, you know, exactly. shake their hand. And and um, I thought actually, honestly, I has a ton of respect for that. I mean, he goes up to like a mask wearing Cody Zeller to tell him great series, and I'm like, no, he didn't. But like, you know, he that was that is a ton of respect for that guy. Like that. that He's just unstoppable, man. How do you defend that? He's like, well, when Dirk was in his prime and he had that ridiculous yeah. jump back uh, mid-range shooter. I mean, he's just like draining threes, making assists. Like he just, it's ridiculous. It was, it was, un, he was unbeatable. Yeah. That's all you can do. So I guess congrats to them or whatever. I don't really know. Uh, we'll, we'll hate on him come November and hate giving, but uh, there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, the town of Perfectville open for business. Dalvin cook open for business. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Connor Williams, possibly not open for business at the start of training camp, which is just a couple of weeks away. And of course, Tyreek Hill, a cheap business, punching people, offering $200, slapping people, excuse me. I don't want to get sued by Tyreek Hill for misrepresenting his uh, misdemeanor. But uh, there you have it, man. We're on the verge. I'll take $30. You know what? How much would it cost? That's a good, we'll end on this. Let's end on a positive uh, and go back to Tyreek Hill hitting people. Uh, How much would they have to pay you for Tyreek Hill to come up and just open hand as hard as you could slap you across the face? I'd take a G for that. Thousand bucks. Thousand bucks for a a paintbrush. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, he'd be like, he'd probably dab me up afterwards when we'd be buddies. Yeah. I would film it. I would say a thousand and then I'd have it filmed oh. and then I would and then I'd ask for more. Monetize it. Yeah, you monetize <laughs> it. Absolutely. Put it behind a paywall. So so like let's just be honest. Like if, if somebody comes up to you and goes, uh, five hundred dollars right now, Chris, and we're gonna have Tyreek Hill slap you across the face, you would say no. But if they said a thousand, yeah. you would take it? I'd probably do it. If Tyreek Hill's right there, <laughs> I'm like, I just clinched the draw, you yeah. know. Now, yeah, what if it was Jalen Waddle? Does the does the price tag change? Like, okay, what about this? It's like it's a like cameo for slaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah, so. Jalen Waddle is fine, but if it's like, you know, Austin what if Jackson, it's ca- like yeah. it's going to have to be like ten k. Well, like, he's going to miss. He's going to miss anyway. <laughs> you know, he's going to he's going to swing and he's going to he's going to try to straight army into the uh, yeah. you know hands legal hands of the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let me ask you this. Uh, that, this is good. This is, I should have led with this. This is fascinating to me. All right. So Tyree killed. You would take a thousand Jalen Waddles, a thousand two. I'm thinking it's a thousand, right? That's, that's probably what we're doing. That, that's the scale, the minimum. I'd probably pay it, him. You would pay to a tongue of But he'd have to do you. it right-handed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Just to, to say he did. 
Yeah, I understand. Like, oh that. yeah, you hit your golf balls with that hand, you know, some kind of bullshit that get them pissed. Yeah. yeah, and then he just hits you as hard as yeah. he could. I like that better than kicking you. How much to pay to a tongue rattler to kick you with them thighs and them calves? Where is he kicking me? Well, that's a good point too. I don't know. Wherever you don't it, want it's to be a leg hit. chop in the thigh, like I'm all right with that, but it's going to be in the neck. I don't know, man. You seen the size of them legs? If he kicks it's you in the leg, huge, it might, man. It might fly, man. Your leg might fly off. Yeah, he might, might Anderson. Sil- yeah, Anderson Silva me and just like snap that thing in half. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, okay. This is good. So, uh, what about Jalen Ramsey? How much would Jalen Ramsey? Oh cost? man, it'd have to be 10k because he's going to talk so much shit before and after, and I just my my fucking ego can't handle it. So I'd have to make a pretty penny for that. All right, what about Raquan Davis, the big mountain in the middle? <laughs> Give me 50 G's for that motherfucker. 50 G's, he's you the get a size of me. a goddamn dump truck. There's no <laughs> way. He's knocking, he's literally knocking me unconscious. So for a concussion, <laughs> I would need at least a, close to an annual salary for that. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay the medical bills. Uh, understood. Yeah. Understood. What about okay, uh, last one, and then we'll move on here. What about um what about Let's give the let's give the undrafted rookie some run here. Uh, what about Cater uh, Kohu? How much would you charge Cater? He's on a rookie contract. He who's an undrafted free agent. He's making as much as you and I are for podcasting right now. How much are you charging Cater Kohu to slap you? Uh, zero. I'm not going to charge a fee, but I can use his likeness for the children's book that I'm going to write and uh, uh, use his likeness. And anything I make off that is 100 mine, baby. All right, free slaps for Cater Kohu. But you got to sign over your your person to Chris Cohen. For his and his nil is mine. His, yeah, there you go. Remember, like two years ago, when everyone was like buying NFTs for no reason. That was stupid. so stupid. Yeah. All right. Well, I uh, I'm glad we ended on that, and not the Tyree Kill forthcoming suspension. But uh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The the town of Perfectville, free slaps all the way up to fifty grand slaps, depending on who you are and the size of who you are. It all matters. Size matters. All right. Well, Chris, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? That's it, buddy. Well, that's all I got as well. So for Chris Cullen, the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer and doctor, myself, the entire Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. The only thing left to say is goodbye from Perfect Bill. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.